we go. Today's daf is daf pe gimel, page 83 in the Hele Gimel Gitten. And we pick up at the two dots. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight lines down from pe gimel amad alev. Last two words on the line. Last two words on the line. Tanur Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. So let's give ourselves a quick reminder of where we are at. So yes, yesterday, we had the tremendous opportunity to begin the final parak of Mesech's Gittin. And the Mishnah, in the beginning of our parak, gave us a very interesting case where a husband says to a wife, Hareat muteres lechal adam, Behold, you are divorced, you are permitted to everybody, Ella Lepliny, but for Yankel. The Gemara discussed what does Ella mean, and the Gemara finalized that it means except for, and in a case where it means chutz, except for, we had different approaches, okay? What the ramifications of, of the word Ella. Now, in that case, where a person says, Elo Lepliny, Rabbi Eliezer held mutter, she's permitted to marry anybody else besides for Yankel. In other words, it's a valid divorce. If a husband says to a wife with a get, you could be permitted everybody except for Yankel. Valid divorce, she just can't marry Yankel. Rabbi Eliezer held, is the halach. So with that psak, our Gemara picks up with the following b'risa. Taner Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. The Achar Piti Rosay Shor Rabbi Eliezer. After Rabbi Eliezer passed away, Nicholas Warbos gave him Heishav al Devarim. There were four Zikanim that came in. In other words, they came into the picture, and they wanted to be Meishiv to answer up his psak, which means they wanted to remove his permissiveness in such a case. Who are these four? Uh, these four Tanoim that came in to change the Psaq and argue on him, Elohim, Rabbi Yisiyag Lili, Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Lozvin Nazariah, the Rabbi Akiva. Not Rabbi Tarfin, Bamar. Rabbi Tarfin went first to argue on Rabbi Yisiyag's Psaq, allowing her to remarry. And he said, Haray, behold, what happens if this woman goes ahead and she marries Yankel again? Her ex-husband said, you're permitted to marry everybody besides her uncle. Says Reb Tarfin, one second. If you're going to tell me she's divorced and she just can't marry Yankel, what happens if she marries Yankel's brother? And then she dies without any kids. Guess what? You're messing up a whole Yibum situation here. So what right does the first husband have to uproot a din and therefore, there's no way, no how that we can allow such a story, such a circumstance to be a valid get. That is Rabbi Tarfin's problem with Rabbi Eliezer allowing such a get to take place. Rabbi Yisiaglili responded to Rabbi Eliezer's ruling, allowing her to, to, to be divorced besides for Yankel. And he says, Where in the world do you find that when it comes to a woman being divorced, that she's permitted to marry some people and she's not permitted to marry other people. Ha'asr, asr lakol. When it comes to being married, you are asr to the entire world. Ha'amutr, mutr lakol. You cannot call this a complete cutoff because again, 
similar to Rabbi Tarfan, says Rabbi Yisraeli, there's no precedent for such a thing. Where a divorce is going to allow her to be usher to some people and mutter to other people. No such thing in the Torah. Nana Rebbe Lezben Azariah Vomar. Rebbe Lezben responded to the Psak. And he said, A get needs to be a cutoff. It has to completely separate. It completely separates him and her. And here's the problem. If he could still control her ability to marry Yankel, he's still connected to her. You can't call that a complete cutoff. The guy's still bogged down. Halamadita chains increases. Therefore, as unto a precedent, what it has to do with the word kares. You cannot call her and him cut off if she's still limited in, in her ability to marry people. Even if it's an individual, one person, doesn't matter. He's still controlling her. And therefore, it's not a crisis, it's not a valid get. Nana, Rabbi Akiva Vavar. Rabbi Akiva also responded to Rabbi Yezra's ruling and argued, and he said, Hare behold, let's say this woman were to go. Again, according to Rabbi Yezra, she's completely divorced except for Yanku. What if she were to go marry somebody out in the Shuk? And now she has children. And then her second husband passes away. Or she gets divorced. And then she gets up. And she marries our original Yankel. You hear this? So after the first husband divorced her, she wasn't allowed to marry Yankel. Then she remarries. The second husband kicks the bucket or divorces her. So now... She wants to go and marry Yankul. Line Nimsa, get bottle. It's going to come out. You know what's going to happen? If she marries Yankul, her original divorce is now going to be nullified. Because again, the guy originally said, you're not divorced for Yankul. So now her whole second marriage is a whole Znus Mamzer situation. 20 years later, it's going to turn into that. It says, Rabbi Kiba, you're going to allow such a circumstance to happen in Klal Yisrael? It's not Shayach. We don't allow the, even the ability to create such a nichshel, such a terrible avla to happen to a family. It's going to come out. She's not truly cut off. If that's going to be the offshoot, that's going to be the outcome. Hence, there's no way, no how, that that is a kosher divorce. Tabarachar. Another issue with Rebbe Eliezer's ruling. What happens if her original husband says, you're permitted l'chol adam yankul, and yankul is a kayin, you cannot marry yankul kon, umeis hamegaresh, listen to this, gishmak. Her original husband dies. He gives her the get and he tells her you can't marry Yankel. So let me ask you a question. As far as her relationship with Yankel, is she divorced? No. So now her husband dies. Now follow closely because if her husband's now dying, for the entire world she's a divorcee, but for Yankel Kohn, she's an almana. She's a widow. Because she wasn't divorced as far as Yankel Kohn's concerned. It's going to come out. She's considered a widow for Yankel Kohn. And she's a divorcee for everybody else. Huh. 
Now here's the problem. So now we're going to have to use logic. We're going to have to make a kavachayim. When it comes to a divorcee, where it is a lighter type of avera, what do you mean it's a lighter type of avera? We know when it comes to mitzvahs, it's very hard to know the levels. When it comes to averos, to sin, the Torah itself tells me there's different levels of sin. For example, some sins are a, are, are a lack of performance. I didn't perform in say. Other sins is I transgressed a negative commandment without an action. You got to do tshuva. There's no obligation to malchus. I speak Lashon Hara. There's no lashes. Then there's a further transgression where you do a lav, a negative transgression that had an action. That's worse than a negative transgression without an action. If you have a negative transgression and you acted, that was a chi of malchus. Then you keep going and there are certain negative transgressions with actions Then now you're going to be chayv karis. You could even have some negative, some... Uh, there are a, a couple your chayv karis anyway. For even if you give up on say like carbon pesach, but as far and mila, but a general rule, it goes from step to step, and then there's negative transgression of misa and so on and so forth. So says says the Gemara kavachaymer magrushishikal. When it comes to a kayan marrying a divorcee, it's a lighter type of avera. What do you mean? It's a mitzvah. It's a it's a lav. It's a lav with an asay. It's a negative transgression. Asura b'shvil, tzad gerish and sheba, she can be usher to the kayan because she's divorced. Eishas ishi chamur lekoshkin. Certainly, if she's an eishas ish, if she's considered a married woman. How much more so should she be usher to this guy? In other words, says the Gemara. If you're going to tell me it's possible for her to be permitted to the whole world, but be mutter to Yankel Kohn as a widow, that logic will not follow that. You can't say that with a straight face, says the Gemara. You know why? Because by a regular kayan and a divorcee, which is a love, and now he, she's been an Ashish to him the whole time, when she hasn't been an Ashish to anybody else. You're going to tell me she's mutter after being an Ashish? Logic's not going to follow that. And Rabbi Shua said to all four Tanoim, who had an issue with Rebbe Leezer's ruling, Hevra, listen closely, this is Meridik, this is such a beautiful limud. Ein meshivin esari la'achar misa. We're not going to follow your rebuttal against Rebbe Leezer's halacha. You know why? Says Rebbe Yeshua, because if you had a problem, you should have said it while he was alive. Don't show up after the guy's dead and start, re- and start uh, bring, bringing rebuttals against his statement. That's not fair. What are you doing? Doesn't work like that. Ain Mashivin Esari Misa, the Rabbi is the lion. He was the, the Ari, Sheba Chabura. He was the leader of the pack. And now he dies. You're going to try to knock off his psak? No, you know what? You might have a good logic to say, but we're not going to accept it to knock off Rabbi Liezer's halacha. Hence, we're keeping the leniency. And we're going to say she's still mutter to everybody else. Besides for Yankul Kohn. Amar Rava, Rava says you should know that to qualify our response to the other Tanayim who wanted to argue, not only is Rebbe Leezer the Ari, but there's also an added element to it, which is there is what to say to their rebuttal. Okay? 
we can create a rebuttal on their rebuttal. And let's get into this. Kulu Islahu Pircha, all of these could be argued on. Levar Midrebel Eliezer Ben Azariah, but the last Lapircha, except for Rabbi Eliezer Ben Azariah's rebuttal, that that does not have a Pircha. Okay, his Rabbi Eliezer Ben Azariah, he was number three. And he said that it's just simply it has to be a complete separation. And if she's going to be in lockdown to Yankul, there's no way that you can call this a complete separation from her original husband. Hence, it cannot be again. He says, that's a starka logic, says Rabbi Eliezer. Tani namihachi, Amar Rabbi Yaisi, reini is different with Rabbi Nazaria, midivrei kulam. Okay. But Rabbi Yeshua still responded to them that even according to the good svaras, the, even according to Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah, we're not going to follow it to refute Rabbi Eliezer once he is, uh, once he has passed. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us, Nani Rabbi Tarfin, Nani Rabbi Tarfin, and responded to Rabbi Eliezer's ruling, and he said, Again, this is a Chazar, this is a review. He says, if, if she were to go and marry the brother of Yankul, and she dies without children, like Nemsa does. You know why it can't be a kosher divorce? Said Reb Tarfan to because now you're going to be Iker Davaman Atera. Says the Gemara, what we're going to do now is go through each of their um, rebuttals on Rebbe Eliezer and find weaknesses in their rebuttal. So the Gemara says, Iker, Rebbe Tarfan, what do you mean that you're uprooting a Dindai Raisa? Ihu Iker, how is he. Uh, how's he being accurate? How's he uprooting any dindai raisa? In other words, the original husband, by saying she's divorced, except for Yankel, you might say that an offshoot of that is there's not going to be hilchas yibam under a unique set of circumstances. But is he going and removing the halacha and the Torah? No. He's just creating a weird set of circumstances. He's not... Reptarfi makes you like, he's, he's making it 612 mitzvahs instead of 613. The Gemara says it's not true. You're right. <laughs> there might end up with a situation where there won't be a yibum that otherwise there would be fine. But that's a taina on the on the husband. Says the Gemara, Ella masna He's making a a tenaya, condition to uproot something in the Torah. Says the Gemara, still no masna He's not again. He's not saying he's uprooting any dindaraisa. He's just creating a strange set of circumstances that's not going to allow Yibam. Fine, Beseder. No, but again, nobody's up, literally like making conditions about mitzvahs. Says Gemara, Ella Gairim Lakar Davanater. The Tarfin's issue is that the condition of the original husband by not letting her marry Yankel could come to uproot a Din Yibam. Says the Gemara, so what? Gairim, he might cause. That if she marries Yankel's brother who dies childless, so now you got a big problem. Yeah, it says Gemara. If that's true, if that's true, you can never have, you should never allow relatives to ever enter a case where a spouse is Arias, because now you're going to be Iker a Davar Okay, so for example. You have, uh, let's give an example. Um, my brother marries my daughter. 
My brother marries my daughter. Is that halachically allowed? Yes. An uncle is permitted to marry a niece. It's a halacha. Nowadays we know biologically it's not recommended. There's no problem in halacha for an uncle to marry a niece. Ask the Gemara, why not? It, we shouldn't allow it. You know why? Because in case my brother dies, then my daughter falls to me in Yibam. And that's being causing a lack of Yibam. Is that, do we ever have that concern? No. It's not a concern. So that's the Gemara. So what? If the marriage of the, if the husband says, oh, you divorced, but besides for Yankul, and she might go and marry Yankul's brother, and if Yankul's brother dies, it can't be Yibam, you're going to be Gairim Malaka Yibam. So what? We always allow marriages, even though Yibam won't happen. The 15 cases of Arias and Yavamis, where it's permitted for the couple to be together, and most of them, but you just can't marry a, you can't, you can't marry an aunt. So what? So Gemara says, You're right. That's why Reb Tarfin's wrong. Says the Gemara, Ubemai. What was the issue of Tarfin have a rebel? Yes. If you're going to say that the husband, the, the husband said to his wife, Behold, you're divorced from everybody, excluding Yankel. Mr. Shah Rebbe Lezer, and Rebbe Lezer is allowing such a case, the Tanya Lezer, the Rebbe after the second marriage, she's still permitted to the second guy. Rebbe Eliezer allows that. And therefore, Rebbe Eliezer would also allow Yibam, Ella, Balmanas. It's got to be that it's not a case of Chutz. Rather, the husband said a case where he says, "Behold, you're permitted to you're permitted to marry everybody else amenas on condition that you don't marry Yankel." If he says on condition he doesn't marry Yankel, then we would then Rabbi Eliezer would agree that she's never she's not permitted to uh, to Yankel no matter what. Okay, even if she has a second marriage and the second guy dies, that conditional uh, divorce, the original conditional divorce, will always remain in effect. Okay. So we went through Rabbi Tarfin and his issue with Rabbi Yezra's Psaq. And now we're going to go through Rabbi Yezra Aglili and his issue with Rabbi Yezra's Now again, we're not following any of these issues, but we're going to try to tear, tear apart the issues. Not Rabbi Yezra He said, you know why there's no way for her to be muttered everybody else and usher the uncle? Because you can never find a situation where after being divorced, she's ushered to certain people and muttered other people. That was his statement. Says the Gemara, that's not true. There are times where after being divorced, she's muttered to some people and us to other people. And I'll tell you, When it comes to truma and kachim, which are usher to one person, but it's mutter to another person, which means truma and miser are mutter to a kayin, and it's not mutter to a non-kayin. Yeah. Says the Gemara, don't tell me about zelofer. It's not fair. There's no groupings and different halachas for different people. There certainly is. The same way you find Kahanim and Labim and Yisraelim, each one with their own halachas. You see, you don't need a set standard throughout Kal Yisrael. So say the same thing over here. Says the Gemara, fine. You're right. Kahanim have certain halachas, Labim have certain halachas, however, be Yisura, Beser Isha coming. We're dealing with, with marriage. When it comes to marriage, you're not going to find where she's ushered to certain people and not others. Says Gomorrah, oh yes we will. Avare Arias. 
Yeah? A woman marries a man. Who she become usher to? All of his brothers. Who does she become usher to? His father. She becomes usher to a lot of people. Does she become usher once she divorced to other people? No. These people still remain a riot for her. So she's usher to certain people and mutter to other people. So even when it comes to marriage, you see after divorce, there's categories of, of people. Who she's permitted to and who not. So Mark says, the Ishus Karmina. We're dealing with Ishus that come from, from a marriage. In other words, by a case of Arayas, it's not because of her marriage. It's just now there's a blood relationship. But we're dealing as far as her having an effective marriage. Says the Gemara, Harei Eishas Ish. When it comes to an Eishas Ish, she's mutter to her husband and usher to everybody else. So therefore, Hainu Pircha, that's why Rabbi Yaisi Haglili is incorrect. Or not incorrect, but that's, that's how we can question him. Ubemai. What case are we dealing with? If we're dealing with the Saddam condition, she became mutter to him through, uh, through Znus, and therefore it would allow her to be married to everybody. It's got to be where he says chutz uh, for this guy, and therefore um, she would never be allowed to marry Yankel Kohn. Okay, Gavaldik. So we went through. Rabbi Tarfin, his taina, and our response to him. We went through Rabbi Yesi Haglili, his claim against Rabbi Eliezer, and our response to him. And now it says the Gemara, Nana Rabbi Akiva Vamar. Rabbi Akiva then uh, uh, answered up to Rabbi Eliezer's psak, permitting her to marry anybody besides for Yankul Kohn. And Rabbi Akiva said, Do you know why we can't allow this? going to lead to major Yichus problems in Klai Yisrael. What happens if she goes to the marketplace, marries a random guy, lives with him for 20 years, they have children, he dies, what's going to happen? She goes back to her original Yankel Kohn, who she had her eyes on the whole time, and her original husband didn't want her to marry. It's going to come out, the whole guy was bottle of kids, we're going to have a crazy problem. So the Gemara says, one second, if Rebbe is correct, we should never allow a woman to remarry if, when there's a condition. You know why? condition will not be met. We know conditional get in work. According to Rebbe Kiva's problem, that there might be a problem later on with the condition. You should never allow a conditional get. This is not a problem in this case. It's a problem with conditions in general. You come up with the same problem. That's why we have a rebuttal on Rabbi Akiva's rebuttal. In what case does Rabbi Akiva hold that Rabbi Eliezer is dealing with? If the case where he, the guy said you permit everybody except for Yankel, there Rabbi Eliezer allows her to, to marry somebody else. She becomes mother to the original Yankel anyway. So that cannot be the case because there's a clear cup sack. Ella, rather, you know what the case is. Rabbi Akiva's understanding of Rabbi, of Rabbi Eliezer's ruling was given in a case where a husband says that I am divorcing you on condition that you don't marry Yankel. Another issue that Rabbi Akiva probably uh, could have had with Rabbi Eliezer's psaq. 
What if you have a situation where Yankel was a Kayan? And then her husband kicks the bucket. We're going to come up with a strange situation where to the whole world she's a divorcee, but the Uncle Cohn, she's a widow. Because she's been also the Uncle Cohn the whole time. She's still married as far as the Uncle Cohn's concerned. So now, to everybody else she's divorcee, the Uncle Cohn, she's a widow, and she should be permitted to marry him. But the permissiveness to marry him is going to come up with a big problem. Because of logic. If she's muttered every, and considered a uh, divorcee to everybody else, yeah, you're going to go ahead and be makel and be lenient in a situation where we should have been more machmir when she remained in Eshazish. Says the Gemara, what type of logic is this? I'm sorry, what type of case would Rebel Yezer be referring to? We're dealing with, he says, you're permitted to everybody on condition you don't marry. Uh, you don't marry Yankel, top of Pegim Alamad Bays, Hare Grusha, Etzlai Biznos. So we'll say that she's a Grusha for him and just consider their uh, intercourse to be an intercourse of Znos, and therefore there's no Kabachaymer, Ella Bechot. It's got to be where he says, except for Yankel Kohn, and Mamela, she was never considered a divorcee to Yankel Kohn. Rabbi Kiva, what would Rabbi Kiva uh, And according to Rabbi Akiva, if he holds Rebbe, let's deal with the case where he says, except for Yankel Kohn, Laisiv Chutz. Yeah? Why, why don't we, why doesn't he argue in a case where it says, the husband said Chutz. The Amanas, Svirale, Laisiv Amanas. Let him argue with Amanas. Why are we, why, why are we nailing Rebbe Eliezer from both the case of Chutz and a case of Almanas. It says, heard some people quote Rebbe Liezer with the in a case where the original husband said Chutz from Yankel from Yankel Kohn. You heard other people saying Almanas. He was therefore coming from both angles. Therefore, he has a Dabar to say that either way he would like to argue on Rebbe Liezer in Svara. Says the Gemara, okay, but one second, let's try to stand up for Rabbi Akiva for a moment. Umay Pircha, how are we upslugging Rabbi Akiva's logic? Inim Isr Kahuna Shani, if you're going to say that Isr Kahuna is different, Hare, ha, but Rabbi Eliezer Nami, Isr Kahuna Kamaisile, Rabbi Eliezer's learning out his whole Savara, his whole logic from Isr Kahuna. Remember, let's go back. To the beginning of the parak, we said that since we know a kayan is not allowed to marry a divorcee, that is an iser that's unique to him. That doesn't go ahead and asser her to anybody else. That is how Rabbi Eliezer, using the logic of kohen, where you have a divorced woman who's now mutter to everybody, but so also to a Kohen, that was Rebbe Liezer's proof that you can have a case where she's mutter to most of the world, but not Yankel Kohn. Again, beginning of a parak, Rebbe Liezer said, if the husband says, behold your divorce, to, you're mutter to everybody except for, not except for, you mutter to everybody, Ella, but for Yankel, it's a fine get. 
I, what do you mean? How could it be a fine a get? She's also the uncle. Says Rebbe Lezer, no, no. We find that that happens anyway by, by divorce. Every woman who gets divorced is mutter to most Yidin, but forbidden to Kahanim. So it's okay to have a divorce where she's mutter to everybody and not Yankel. We find this concept in divorce, said Rebbe Lezer. To which says the Gemara Gishmak, since this is Rebbe Lezer's whole backup logic, don't say Isser, don't go say, oh, Rebbe Kiva, you, you, you can't ask on Rebbe Eliezer because, eh, Kahuna's different. <laughs> if Kahuna's different, Rebbe Eliezer wouldn't have his whole original proof. It's got to be we're using the Din Kahuna. So ask the Gemara, what's the problem with Rebbe Akiva's problem? What's the problem with Rebbe Akiva's refute? Answers the Gemara, which is again what we learned about on yesterday's daf, where Rabbi Yanai was. Uh, uh, we're not following the source where we're learning out from Kayin, we're learning out the source from when he quoted the Zakin Echad. And if we're using the Zakin Echad logic, which uh, going back to Pei Beis and Beis, then Taka, we could say that, that uh, um, Kahuna is different. Okay, fine. So we have Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Yisiaglili, Rabbi Akiva, each of them not liking Rabbi Yezer's ruling, us telling them, doesn't matter, we're still following his psaq, and explaining why there's a gap in, or at least a potential gap, in their logic. Omar lehen Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua said, Ein mishivin esari la'achar misa. We're not going to listen to you upslugging Rabbi Eliezer. If you wanted to say something, you should have said it while he was around to stick up for himself. Once he's six feet under, no more refuting him. Does this mean Rabbi Shua agrees with Rabbi Eliezer? Rabbi Shua argues on Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Shua says, I also argue on Rabbi Eliezer. Miu, however, we should know that even though I also don't like it, if Rebbe Lezer is not here to defend himself, and he was the Arisha Bechabura, he's the leader of the pack, we cannot, uh, we cannot remove his ruling. Says the Gemara, what is the Pircha uh, that Rebbe Shua has on Rebbe Lezer? The time learned that on Rebbe Shua. We compare a woman's original Havaya Shnia before she marries again to her status before her first marriage. Again, a woman's status before her second marriage, we're going to compare it to her status before her first marriage, which is Ma Koidme Havaya Rishayna, just like before she first got married. Deloy Agida Be'ina there's no man who could stand in her way from choosing. So too, before marrying again, it has to be that there's nobody else standing in her way, including the first husband. Kufa, a piece of a previously quoted brisa. Even the first guy who she the original Yankel, who she wasn't allowed to marry, now she can marry. In other words, the first husband divorces her, besides for Yankel. 
Fine. So she marries Beryl. Now Beryl dies. Once Beryl dies, she can even marry Yankel. That's where Eliezer holds. You can marry Yankel. Beryl's marriage completely took over the show, and the original husband could jump in the lake. I don't understand. How is it possible you could have husband number one and husband number two is going to be, is going to be matir? In other words, what, what the second husband do now? What was his magic that allows him to, to uh, you know, now that his marriage is over, for Yankel to, uh, for her to be able to marry Yankel? Sigmar so says, why does that bother you? You don't find such a case? Yeah, you have marriage number one, where the husband dies. Okay? By being married to her, she was ushered to everybody. And now the Yavam could go and release that prohibition. So you, the, the built into Hilchas Yibum is the first husband's inability to permit her to everybody. He dies childless, she's usher. But the second guy, the Yavam goes and does Chalitza. Now she's muttered everybody. It wasn't the original husband who asserted her to marry anybody else. It's the fact that there's a Yavam that asserts her to everybody else. So the same person who's creating the prohibition for her to marry anybody else is the same one who could permit her to marry. If the prohibition is coming from the original husband, Usually as soon as a husband dies, she's muttered right away. You find by Nadorim, where a person who makes the vow asers it, but a chacham can go ahead and remove it. So you have a scenario where you have one person who prohibits and somebody else who permits. And therefore, we should allow, again, you see this concept of logic where you can have the first husband aser her on Yankel and the second husband permit her to Yankel. The same way you could have one person aser a vow, the person himself making the vow, and a chacham, somebody else could remove the vow. He says, the second guy is not, the, not the second guy, I'm sorry, the Chacham, is not coming and removing the prohibition. What he's doing is, he's uprooting the original prohibition to say there's nothing there in the first place. The wife creates and the husband removes. So again, you could have one person create the prohibition and somebody remove the prohibition. So too, let's keep our, our eyes on the big picture. So too, it's Shaykh to have the original husband, Asa her the uncle, and now the second husband, through his death or divorce, permit her the uncle. Says, What a hasam kid refuchus me the rava, dama refuchus me the rava. What's the place? I'm sorry. Call on Ideres anytime she makes a vow, I'll das bailin Ideres, therefore it's not considered a different person. We're sticking to our guns by saying that there's. Um, the, by challenging the halacha allow, that the husband, second husband can allow her to marry Yankel. And we're saying, no, you're going to have to prove where you have one person who answers and somebody else matters. responded to Rebbe And therefore, if he doesn't allow her to marry Yankel, that's not considered a separation. Hence, it cannot be a kosher get. She'in zakrisis. Says the Gemara. Okay, but one second. V'rabonon, the Rabbanon, high creases my abdile. They held that it's still considered creases. So what do they do with creases? What does it mean that it needs to be kares, mamish, separate? 
the the uh, whole first marriage. They learned from the following brayso. They 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 need it for the following brayso. If somebody says, "Why well, behold, this is again because you don't drink wine," you don't go back to your father's house forever. The halacha is It's not a kosher get because there's always strings attached, and she's connected. It's not considered a cutoff. But if he says you can't go for a specific period of time, so then the get is already valid. Now, now she's going to have to follow the conditions of the get, but it is a valid get. It's considered a crisis. The idach, what about Rabbi Alazar? Lesbian is I mean, Kari's crisis nafka. He learns that out from Kari's crisis. We the Kari's crisis like Dashi. The Chum don't agree with with needing the extra the extra vav saf at the end of the word Kari's to teach me this extra halacha. Okay, so that's the the machlekes between. Rabbi Alazar and the Chacham ultimately boil down to had a darsh in the word creases. Okay. Now, we're just going to spend a little bit of time on this scenario of a husband who divorces his wife, but he still tries to control her uh, goings on and choices and decisions in some way. So a husband allows us, he says, behold, it's divorce as long as you don't drink wine. As long as I live. He doesn't say forever, as long as I live. This guy could be dead tomorrow. He could be dead today. He could be dead after 120. He says, as long as Yankel's living. How's he say? How's Yankel different than the husband? You'll say, listen, this guy might die, and therefore she could be Mekayim the Tanai, even if it's his own lifetime, maybe he'll die before her, and she could fulfill his condition. If he says, all the days of your life, your usher, ain't Zacharias. Call you mechayai all of my life. Mechayai plighty. Then I raise a crisis because there is an end date in sight. See, if you're still doing her life, there's no end date because once she's dead, she's dead. She can't remarry. But if he uses a different date that could take place during her lifetime, we're going to call it a valid crisis, a valid divorce. Bamine Rav Amir Nachman. Rav asked the question, searching information from from Rav Nachman. Hayoim i at ishti ulamachar at ishti. What if a man hands a get to his wife and he says, Behold, I'm divorcing you for today. Tomorrow, our original marriage is back on. But you're divorced for Monday. We're remarried Tuesday. Mahu, what's the Allah? This is a Shaila, according to Rebbe opinion. Again, Rebbe allows a husband to say, you're mutter for certain people and not others. So maybe you could say, your wife's mutter for a specific period of time. And Sibay Rabban. is also Shaila Rabban. Why? Maybe Rebbe allows when you allow some people, not others, because it's a forever thing that she's muttered everybody forever. 
and usher to other people forever. Avalhacha, but over here, where it's, a, where it's a, for a specific period of time, lie. Maybe he'll say it's not a kosher divorce. Or maybe time doesn't matter. See, by the Rabbanon, the child according to the Rabbanon in our Mishnah, where the Rabbanon say you cannot divorce your wife by saying, Elamiyankel. That's Eldai Paskavini Legamri. She didn't completely set. She didn't complete completely separate from her husband. They were never completely cut off because she's still bound to him from the fact that Yankel is alive. Avolhacha. But if he says you're divorced for a day completely, Kivan de Pascha Lemaisa on Monday, she's completely divorced. There's no strings attached on Monday. Tuesday, we're going to be back in, back with strings attached. But for this time period, we're fine. Pascha, Lamaisa, they separate. Pascha, the boy, after Rabbah asked this, Shaila from Rav Nachman, Hodar Poshte, he came and answered it. And he said, Mestavra, top of tomorrow's daf, logic dictates, Bain the Rebbe, Lazar, Bain the Rabbanon, Kivan to Pascha, Pascha, that once he divorced her, he divorced her. Okay? Which means, According to the Rishonim here, it's actually a kosher divorce, and they're not remarried on Tuesday. So if a man says to his wife, "You hold on, divorce you for a day," and Tuesday you're back on, guess what? They're divorced, and because the complete divorce kicked in on Monday, you want to remarry her, and you're not a kayan. All right, do another kedushin, but you're you're completely cut off, and now you're completely cut off. Are you gonna? Eh? Forget it. She has no obligation to go back to you, uh, no obligation to go back to you on Tuesday. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. We're at the two dots. Second line on the page, Dalit Ramad Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.